All right, let's talk about the season finale of Grey's Anatomy. Um, we got a few things that needed to happen, and then we had some, maybe some, it was an emotional episode, I'll put it like that. Definitely had a lot of the the traditional Grey's, pulling up the heartstrings, getting you teary-eyed, all that stuff. So let me start off with this. The, the, the residency program is still on probation, and, and the program on the, because this is in two parts. Let me just put this, put that out there. The finale is in two parts. The season finale is in two parts. So we start off that this is the day that the board individuals um, will be coming by to give their final verdict on the, or the verdict on the residency program. And it couldn't come in a more worse time. I, you know, it, here we go with, we have a uh, shortage of blood. So there's, very, very nationwide shortage of blood. And then Gray's is at a critical point of blood shortage. So, you know, Bailey had said, look, we can't do elective surgeries. We're going to have to take them off the charts. You know, we got to save this for emergencies only. So no elective surgery. Keep that in mind. That's very important as we move forward with my um, commentary here. So, with that in mind, uh, Bailey had um, asked if the residents could donate uh, blood, you know, and we get this other storyline with Schmidt, and it was a very important storyline because Schmidt is gay, and one of the questions is if you've had sex, or if you're if you're a gay man had sex, I think he said in the last three months or something like that, that you are unable to give blood. Now, very unfair, and this comes from probably the 80s, I think, with the whole AIDS epidemic, you know, um, thinking, you know, a lot of people, medical professionals as well, were under the thinking that, you know, AIDS was a gay man's disease. Okay. So that was, and still is problematic. And it got Schmidt really, you know, feeling, I mean, he's being left out and he's feeling judged and he's feeling his feelings are all valid because it isn't right. And it's very, you know, it's, it's more than just being archaic. It's just being downright um, judgmental and prejudiced. You know, that's really what it is. So he's having definitely a concern about that. So with that in mind, we get Don Lewis, who's playing the representative. I think her name is Miss, Miss, uh, Miss Jackie or something like that. I forget her last name. I'm just gonna say Don Lewis. So Miss Don Lewis is there and she's coming in. And the one of the first things she knows, she was like, okay, so you have the residents, you know, giving blood on their, while they're on their shifts. And, you know, Bailey came back and she was like, girl, look, it's an emergency right now. We, I know you are aware of the blood shortage and where we are. This is our way of stepping up and taking things into our own hands. Was that a smart move on Bailey's part? I think it was. Um, but when you are under investigation uh, for your accreditation program, anything that straddles outside of the lines of what you should and shouldn't be doing, you have to really stay in the lines. And that's a, a continuing thing that we're going to see in um, the season finale, because we also get uh, Meredith. Meredith, you know, her her whole process, surgery, whatever, her and Dr. Kai and Amelia, you know, that whole team that worked on that Parkinson's project has now been published. 
So Meredith is, yet again, getting the big head. I mean, it's great that she's a great surgeon. She has won all these awards, and she's very, very forward-thinking. And it's great to have that, but it's also good to be a little grounded and to really think beyond what's best for me and look at the situation a little bit from a holistic, well, I won't say holistic, from, a out, from beyond what is in front of you. Um, look at the long term. Look at what you're dealing with. And this is something that Meredith has had a lot of problems with. It's, it, it's one thing to say, I want to try cutting edge things. I want to be forward thinking. I want to be on the precipice of medicine. But again, we're in a situation where you have a residency program that's in trouble. It's not the time to play the heroine right now. It's not the time to do all that. Um, so with that in mind, there's a... Um, there's a patient who, you know, she has cancer and it's around her liver, I think. So Meredith is proposing this procedure. It's like the Whipple, but it's externally, some, some kind of way they got to remove the organs and then they go in and take the cancer tumor out or whatever the case may be. It's a very high risk surgery and it does require you to have a lot of blood because the patient can ultimately bleed out. So Meredith talks to her guy, Nick, and Nick is like, you know, it is a good idea, but I'm not so sure right now is, you know, he's hesitant. It's like, it's a great idea. I like the idea. I want to work with you on this, but I'm a little hesitant right now. It may not be the best time today to actually try to do this particular type of surgery. And Meredith is still, you know, she's, we see her flashing back to her residency. We see her flashing back to her mom and her mom always talking to her like, you always got to be better than everybody else. You got to be exceptional. You always um, need to have a backup plan for the backup plan. You know, be prepared, be prepared. These are good things to be prepared as a surgeon to have a backup plan for a backup plan. But it's kind of hard to do when, again, you're in a situation where, you have a blood, a shortage of blood supply. This type of surgery wasn't necessary for this particular day. It could have waited. They could have worked around it. She wasn't in dire straits yet. She was getting there, the patient. So this patient also um, has been taking care of her aunt. And her aunt is clearly has um, dementia. So she's in and out of reality, if you will. And she's, the patient you know, when they explain the surgery to the patient, she's like, you know, I get it. I'm just a little leery. My aunt, you know, I, I, she's not going to understand. I can't leave my aunt. You know, she's wants to be there for her aunt. She said, I don't, my aunt gets panicked if I'm not around her for five minutes. So this is, this is something I need to really think about. Meredith even talks to, um, what was it? Uh, Richard. And Richard was like, look, sounds interesting, but this isn't going to happen today right now. I'm not participating in it. I'm not even, we're, you're not even doing this surgery. I'm not approving it. You know, Richard is the chief medical officer. And he's like, this is not approved. You're not doing this. So Meredith is a little upset and in her feelings. And because Meredith feels like she can do what she, whatever she wants to do, she goes against Richard and she books an OR. 
herein lies a continuing problem that is brought up in the second part of the season finale, this lack of respect. When your chief medical officer tells you no, after you've pleaded your case, let it go. Let it go. But she wouldn't do it. She went ahead and booked the OR, convinced the patient of this surgery. Nick was kind of on, on the, um, not quite here for it, but went along with it because he's, you know, Meredith already told him, I don't like being told what to do. Well, that's not a really positive way to, you know, to move around in society. You're always going to be in a position where someone's going to tell you what to do at some point. So, but okay, girl. All right. Um, we also have this other patient, Simon. Remember I talked about him in my last review. Simon, really at this point, his cancer has gotten to a almost basically an, an operable position. Um, he's trying to hold on because he wants to see the birth of his son. Um, it's looking really like it's not going to happen. He has an episode. They take him into to get scanned. And unfortunately, the, the cancer has spread. Now it's in his lungs and it's, it's causing issues with his heart. So they bring in Maggie and her husband, um, Winston. Is it Winston? I think it's Winston. Bring, them, bring him in. They assess the situation and they're like, look, we really can't do anything. He's in such a, his situation is so dire that any type of surgery at this point, it, it would kill him essentially. So Link is like, look, the, I had promised Simon that he would be able to see his son. And that wasn't a good idea, Link, but you know, he's like, look, talk to the wife, at least meet her, talk about these options, this and that and the third. So they go and they talk about this. There was an option to do some type of echo, something, whatever. And really, it's a it, it's a last ditch resort to just keep him around long enough to see his son. Um, basically, the machine is going to be pumping his heart and and all of that. He once that machine is cut off, he's gone within within minutes. So it's a it's the only thing that that's left to do to ensure that, or at least to seem, it seems like it would ensure him to be able to live long enough to see his son with this machine pumping his heart. And the wife is kind of like, you know, she's like, yeah. And she actually talked to her husband. And he's like, yeah, do what you need to do. He said, I'm a dead man. There's not much left in me. I know, you know, the husband you know, he was very, very much so at a place of, I get where the situation is. And I understand how you guys are fighting for me to live long enough to hopefully see my son. And we also get this whole continuance and showing of love that they have for each other and understanding. And it, and it goes beyond just emotions. It's like, there, it, it, it's, 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 I can't even describe it. It really was so beautifully done. And the connection is so strong, but also the husband and wife are at a point of, they know this is, there is nothing left else to do. So they approve of this procedure to get to have this done for us, for Simon. Now the wife actually, she starts having pains and they call Joe and Joe's like, you know, trying to assess whether or not it's Braxton Hicks. And then she tells 
Joe, she was like, I mean, Joe tells the wife, like, look, I'm going to take you upstairs to examine you to see what's really going on. And, you know, the wife is like, no, I can't leave his side, this and that. Well, before all anything else could be done, um, the wife starts bleeding. So it looks like they're going to have to do an emergency C-section. This situation is going to also call for more blood, something that they are in short. And we find out that um, she's B negative or something like that. So was her husband. In order for him to live, they have to keep pumping this blood, you know, through his system. They got this machine that's pumping his blood and everything. He was like, look, because he he know he saw his wife go and, you know, have the situation. And he said, look, take the blood that I have that's saving me. And you go up there and you save my wife and my son. Which means without any blood flowing through, it, his situation was, at this point, he's not going to make it much longer. So we're going to put a pause and a pin on Simon and the wife and the baby for a second. So we get some old, old, old familiar faces, and that's Jackson and uh, what's his name, Jackson's wife, or did they get remarried? Kepner is back, April Kepner, and Jackson Avery. So they're back. They, uh, uh, they're of course Jackson is here for two things, mainly for his mom, who's going through chemotherapy and some kind of experimental uh, thing that she's dealing with with her with her cancer as well as trying to save the residency program because, you know, he's he's been focused on the Fox Foundation out in Boston. So uh, we see him. He's doing this eulogy for Catherine. I'm like, why is he doing a eulogy? And she's like, she said, I want to hear all of my flowers. I want to get my flowers while I'm still alive and everything. And I don't want to, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm able to hear what people think of me while I'm still on this earth. You know, it was... <sighs> Kind of hard to hear, but it was, I get what her, I get her point. So Catherine was like, go ahead, Jackson, go talk to the ward people and, you know, charm them with your eyes and let them know what it is and try to save this program. Okay, great. So now the other situation we got going on is uh, Kepner decides to donate some blood and then she meets up with um, Amelia and Amelia is depressed. She's depressed because... Kai broke up with her and Kepner was like, well, what happened? And she was like, well, you know, Kai doesn't want to have children and I have a child. And so that's not going to work for our relationship. So it's hard to describe. I mean, I'm just, you know, my heart. It, well, she said, it's not so much me being in love. She said, I felt connected and I felt seen and with Kai. And now that Kai's you know, doesn't want this, you know, it's heartbreaking. It's hard to, it's hard to handle. It's hard to deal with. Eventually we see Kai at the end. Okay. Kai comes, you know, comes back and, you know, Kai misses Amelia. And I don't know if next season we're going to see those two together. I don't know if they're going to work it out. I don't know if Kai's coming to gray, which my prediction is this. I think Kai's going to come to gray Sloan. I think. I really do. I really think that Kai is coming to Gray Sloan. I think this whole project that Meredith is was in charge of in in Minnesota, I think they're gonna have to move it to Gray Sloan. I think so. That's what I think is gonna happen. But we'll see. So anyway, we have that going on. We have the whole situation between Joe and Link, who are good friends. 
And Joe tells Link about the guy that she was dating, who has the PhD, he's the PhD, environmental specialist, whatever. He's a little, I think he's just a little too corny for Joe. Joe needs a little more edge. And this guy is just super nice. And she was talking about how they had sex and yet he sings when he's had his romantic peak. And he brought this teddy bear to the hospital. And, you know, she's not really into to this guy, you know. Uh, she tried, it's not working, and she ends up breaking up with him. And he's standing there like so dumbfounded, like, what happened? What did I do wrong? And it's not like he did anything wrong. It's just they're not the right fit. Okay, they're not the right fit. Does this mean that Link and Joe are going to get back together beyond their best friend situation going on? I don't know. I prefer them together at this point. I didn't like it at first. But now I think they should be. I think they get each other. And I think best friends can be more than best friends. So we'll see what happens. So then we got um, Maggie and Winston. And they, you know, Maggie's beginning to realize that she really doesn't know Winston. You know, they had a conversation about the brother. And Winston was like, you know, he's still on this whole situation of trying to find his brother because he wants to get this maggie's money back and maggie was like just leave it alone you know don't worry about it and winston was like no i gotta worry about it my brother stole from my wife and you think i'm gonna let this go that's just it's it's beyond my understanding i'm not gonna let it go so again like i said there's cracks in this relationship and maggie finally tells winston that i don't really know you very well and you don't know me very well and it's possible that we jumped into this marriage way too soon. I would agree. Um, and I got the, at first I was thinking that Maggie wanted to maybe get a separation or something. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. You know, Winston is still trying to fight for the marriage. He was like, look, I don't say I love you very often. It's not something that I grew up listening to. My parents didn't really do that. Um, when I did see or hear people say that they loved each other on television, I thought it was fake, you know? So when I say it, I actually mean it. And while we don't know each other as well as I think we could, let's, let's take this time to get to know each other. So what I think is, what I think is going to happen with these two is they're going to begin the whole dating process again, even though they're married, they need to really go through the dating process because they don't, there's a lot they don't get, you know, Maggie is very, She's another one that makes things about herself. She's a little self-centered. I don't, I don't quite got, get the angle on Winston just yet. He's very stubborn and he's very headstrong. He's very focused. He gets something on his mind. He don't let it go. So we'll see how them getting to know each other, how that pans out. So that's that. Now we got Teddy and Owen. The whole situation with Owen Giving, stealing these drugs from Grace Sloan, giving it to the soldier so he can end his life, being like the, the, the doctor of euthanasia, mercy, whatever, going, you know, there's a program for people to, you know, apparently they have to end their lives. And he didn't go about it that way. He stole from the hospital, basically, essentially, technically committed murder. So that's a problem. And I knew that was going to follow him. Teddy knew it was going to follow him. She damn near divorced him or left him because of this whole situation. Because it's, you're now, once word gets out, and she said this to Owen, people are going to continue to come to you and think they can do this. It's going to get out and you're going to get caught up. We're going to get caught up. 
That's why the other doctor, Cormac, whatever his name is, went back to Ireland. He couldn't be around that no more. Uh-uh. So, true enough, here comes this guy, finds um, comes to the hospital, finds Owen. He asks Owen about his wife's in, uh, I think the wife's in Utah. And he was like, can I get these pills so you can help me out? Because my wife is in so much pain. And I want her, she, she's a soldier, and I want her to go out with the dignity that she wants to have. And, you know, I, I wanted to appear as though she died in her sleep, you know. She wants to, she wants it to be this way. And first of all, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, this and that. He said, well, if, you know, if I'm going to be assisting something, like if I'm going to do this type of thing or help her manage whatever it is she's dealing with, I'd have to examine her and all of this. And the guy's like, look, she's too sick for that. That's not what we want. This is what I want. I know you helped another soldier out. Word is out there on the street. You need to do this for me. So Owen was like, well, no, I can't help you do. And the guy was like, well, okay, if you don't, I'm going to report you. I mean, Owen, what, like Chetty said, what did you think was going to happen? This guy's desperate. So, you know, Owen talks to Teddy. Teddy was like, we got to figure out a different way to handle this situation. And they, again, they said, we can, you know, Teddy comes out, they meet the guy. They said, we can fly your wife in. We'll pay all the expenses and set her up in this, um, uh, whatever assisted living, whatever the case may be. And it's an official, like an official youth in Asia situation, you know? And he was like, no, we don't want all that. We don't want the kids to know that we, that she tried to kill herself. And we don't want that. We want to die with the dignity that, you know, she served this country and she should die this way, whatever, you know. So he didn't want none of what they were suggesting because they were trying to be up on the, you know, up doing it the legal way. God was insisting that ain't working for him. He wants it the way he wants it. Owen, well, Teddy was like, well, we can't help you. And Owen was getting ready to try to help out. And he was like, no, nah. Teddy was like, no, we can't do that. So the guy was like, okay, cool. You knew he was going to say something. So they knew that he was probably going to say something. So he go, Teddy was like, we got to leave. We got to get up out of here. We got to pack up. We got to go because this guy's going to report you. And it's a wrap for us. Well, sure enough, the guy go runs to Bailey's office. And he tells Bailey about what has happened, what Owen did, blah, blah, blah. Now, Bailey is in a, she's in a place of dire straits. She's waiting on this blood to get there and it's taking a very long time. Then we find out that the truck that's carrying all this blood, you know, has been in an accident because it's the roads, it's really slippery, blah, blah, blah. So that's one problem. Second problem is, yes, the residency people are there and it's not looking good. You know, Meredith went ahead and, and started doing this surgery and they don't have the blood that they need to complete the surgery. And the residency folks, you know, the Miss Dawn, she's sitting up there like, well, why are they doing this elective surgery? You know, <laughs> Richard's trying to be cool about it, but he's pissed off, but he knew this was not necessary. Then you turn around and get one of the blabbermouth residents. I'm saying, oh, yeah, you know, Meredith's going to be leaving anyway. I mean, why are you talking? Just like, and the, and the woman, Dawn, looking like, oh, really now? This is a mess. This is a mess. Bailey is at her wit's end. So when she finds this out about Owen and Teddy, she goes to the room, runs down everything, blah, blah, blah. Now they got to close the trauma center. Well, she don't even know that part yet. Kepner comes in. She tells Kepner, you need to go ahead and, and handle trauma because I got to finish this situation with these two. 
Then Don Lewis comes in and she was like, well, I need to talk to you right now. She said, well, I can't talk to you now. I got to talk to these two. Don was like, you know what? That's cool. I'm going to be waiting for you in your office. She said, well, before you go to the office, why don't you go ahead and donate some blood? <laughs> it was a mess. Meredith's patient dies. She bled out. Let's just cut to the chase. This patient ends up dying. So Meredith is now, because Richard already done cussed her out, basically. Richard done said, look, you know, you just, I don't get what the problem is with you when it comes to listening to people. You know, you just, you just feel as though you are above God, if you will. That's kind of what he was letting her know. Meredith was a little upset. Nick was like saying like, well, you know, I didn't agree with you about doing the surgery. And Meredith's like, so basically you're insinuating that you knew that you think I'm, oh, because Richard has said that Meredith is trying to destroy the program. I don't believe that Meredith was trying to destroy the residency program. I really think that Meredith got so caught up with trying to save this patient that she did not look at the bigger picture. And that is you have a blood shortage. You did not have the blood on hand that you needed to do this surgery. This was an elective surgery. You could have waited. Yes, the patient was dying, but you could have bought some time. And you chose not to do that. You want to be, again, the great Meredith Gray doing this, uh, this unheard of, I mean, not unheard of, this very um, high profile type surgery, if you will. And that's where I think she got caught up. So anyway, Simon gets a chance to see his son and he gets to tell him some words. I'm going to love you from beyond, whatever. And then he passes away. The patient that Meredith has passes away. Uh, Terry, uh, Teddy and Owen run away. They see Amelia. Amelia's trying to figure out what's going on. They can't tell her. They're leaving. We see them on a plane. They're out. Uh, Catherine's situation with this uh, experimental, whatever she's dealing with for her chemo, is working. So that's good news. But since, since that's the good news, Richard and Catherine decide to take a sabbatical. So Richard's out for right now. We don't know when Richard's coming back. Bailey is at her wit's end with everything. Um, Bailey talks to Don Lewis. Don was like, look, girl, we got a problem. You got a problem here. You have people here that these relationships have become toxic. You have Meredith, who does not respect Richard and does her own thing. Richard does not respect you, Bailey. So, and he does his own thing. So, and then she talked about the Weber method and he was like, well, yeah, and it didn't work. So basically, this program is over. I'm shutting down the residency program. It's a wrap. Bailey, after that, she gets her daughter, walks down the hallway, sees Jackson and, and, and Meredith in the hallway. She gives the keys over to Meredith. She's like, okay, you messed this up. You clean it up. So I guess Meredith now is going to be the new chief of surgery because Bailey was like, I'm out. I'm going home making cookies. So that's where we are. <laughs> that is where we are. Richard gone, Bailey gone, Meredith, guess she's going to have to be the new chief of surgery. Uh, Teddy and Owen fired, gone, on the run, fugitives. 
a mess. That's the season finale of Grey's Anatomy. Talk to you later. Peace.